Welcome to this edition of Brave Hearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Brave Hearts. This is part two of the Brave Hearts episode with the Grass Valley Police Department and Kelly and Jonathan, the officer and social worker who go on calls together. So you ride around together mm-hmm. for five days a week or? Yeah, four days a week. Okay, usually. four days a week. And so tell us how this program works. So generally we go out and we contact people that we either A, know are homeless just based on our prior contact with them or um, if they're staying at the shelter or something like that or people that get called to our attention who are on the verge of becoming unhoused and we try to sometimes connect them with services before they they lose their living situation the current living situation and try to stop them from getting to the street in the first place and those are all things that Kelly is very helpful with because she understands she has a social services background so she understands who to talk to what programs are available and who we can connect those people with to try to get them the right help that they need because 911 always isn't the the right answer for everything unfortunately and so she helps a lot with connecting those people with I mean, connecting the dots, really. We already have programs in place for rapid rehousing. There's already programs in the community for financing people temporarily in motel rooms. There's already programs that are out there to get people into treatment. There's already programs for all these things, but sometimes it's just connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. People fall through the cracks. They may have case workers or at one time gone to a case Mm -hmm. manager for either homeless issues such as like finding housing or jobs or a phone or clean clothes or somewhere to shower Um, or it may be a mental health thing where they're trying to get somebody to deal with trauma or deal with medication and prescriptions and doctor's appointments all of those things because a lot of times of their disabilities or mental health issues or just because of the difficulty of living on the street they don't get to connect with their caseworker a lot of times and then over time may fall through the cracks. So we'll find them on the street and find out if they're working with anybody or if they did in the past or what they need and try to connect them to those services that are already available and get them back on the right path. Mm. Beautiful goal. So Kelly, tell me a little bit about how it's unfolded and what happens when you go talk to these folks that you've either heard from another source or you find on the streets yourself that are homeless and you're trying to connect them. Can you give us a little scenario of how that goes? So in a given day, we might get a call um, that someone's sleeping, say, at Wolf Creek Trail by the Mining Museum. That's, that's kind of a hot spot for us lately. So we'll go down and, and see who the person is, see if we already know them, which we usually already do at this point. And from there, we'll figure out, okay, what's going on with this person right now? Are they, do they need medical care? Mm-hmm. Do they need their case manager? Do they need, who do they need? Who are they connected with already? A lot of times our work looks like a lot of phone calls. <laughs> like just kind of like, okay, pushing somebody to get somebody into treatment or pushing somebody to get somebody in the CSU. Or, so we do a lot of advocating, probably half our job. <laughs> Besides engaging folks, and it's it's basically rooted in the idea of progressive engagement, 
So we're over time, we're slowly building a relationship with people who often have been underserved, marginalized, and are vulnerable. They don't just look at us and go, okay, hey, yeah, sure, I'll tell you my life story, right? And so, and it's interesting for me as a social worker being with a police officer, because, you know, a lot of the people that I've served traditionally don't care for law enforcement, don't have had negative, unwanted contact with police. And so I'm used to that angle of people being resistant. It's definitely a different avenue when you're out, out there with a police officer. Now, John isn't just any police officer. He's got a little bit of social worker in him, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, just, just a little <laughs> enough. <laughs> but I think one of the things that really works for us is that we have a mutual respect and admiration for each other's work. I think John is, even he'll laugh at me, but I think he's a hero. I think mm-hmm. he's done some amazing things as a police officer, and I really respect that. I respect how he goes about his day, like how he approaches people. So I think that's part of what makes this really special because you don't always find a partner that you can connect with. I mean, we're totally different ages. We're from totally different places. We have totally different backgrounds, but we both really care deeply about helping people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, we, we really have the same goal. Mm-hmm. So where someone might be resistant to law enforcement, they might be willing to give me a little more of a chance because I'm not in a uniform. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org.